Come on, let's give the Lord praise. I think I'm, I don't know, I'm, this, that may bother me. Um, may want, yeah, please. This also may keep me up here on this side. Amen. <laughs> no, there's a in-house joke about, I love to walk around. You may be seated. We're all going to pray, but um, I felt like maybe one of the best ways to open up the service today is a couple of jokes. Okay, so this is for younger people. Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? The greatest comedian is Samson because he brought the house down. <laughs> Got another one for you. Where is the first tennis match in the Bible? Where is the first tennis match in the Bible? I know y'all know, but the first tennis match in the Bible occurred when Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. All right. One more. So this, is, this one is not like a riddle, okay? This has to do with a pastor. A pastor was driving back from Iowa, and he gets stopped for speeding in Minnesota. The officer smells alcohol on the pastor's breath, and then he sees an empty wine bottle on the floor of the car. So, so the officer said, sir, have you been drinking? Asked the officer. Just water, replied the pastor. Having none of this, the officer slowly and deliberately asked, then why do you smell like wine? Without so much as a blink of an eye, the pastor looked down at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. <laughs> Turn water into wine. If you, want, if you want me to have better jokes, send some to me. <laughs> it's, one of my it's one of my hobbies, uh, collecting jokes and sometimes corny jokes. I, I like them. And, and so, but anyway, uh, I love laughing. Amen. And, um, and I like um, sarcastic jokes. Hint, hint. But anyway, um, some of you don't know how much of an honor it is to have leaders who have been married 50 plus years not married separated got back together uh, uh, you know not having you know major issues the, the, a good marriage is not a marriage it's not a marriage absent of issues it's a marriage that overcomes the issues. A good marriage is not one where there's no conflict. It's one where together they conquer the conflict. And so Bishop Johnson and Lady Carolyn have faithfully done it for 51 years. I remember in earlier years I was at Bishop Johnson's house and he and Lady Carolyn had an argument. And, uh, and it was, this happened to me twice. The first time, I'm gonna talk about the first time, but the second time it happened, um, I was getting ready to walk out. And then he said, no, you turn back around and I want you to sit here. And I sat there and watched them have an argument and one of the things that taught me was just because you have an argument doesn't mean your marriage is coming apart 
In some ways, it means that your marriage is alive. <laughs> and you're not faking it to make it. Amen. But I never forget that day. He just said, I want you to sit here. And I sat there and watched. And man, that blessed my heart because I saw them resolve it. And resolution doesn't mean that you answer all the questions. It means that you deal with the offenses that have taken place in the course of the argument. So it has blessed my life tremendously having Bishop Johnson, Lady Carolyn, their ministry in our lives. I think we have it wrong. Discipleship is not just the transference of biblical concepts. But when you are truly discipled, it affects every area of your life. How you manage time, how you work, how you father, how you parent. That's what discipleship is all about. And that's what Metro City Church is all about. Discipleship and sending men and women out. Amen. And so I am forever gracious to Bishop Johnson and Lady Carolyn. In fact, I have my wife here today. We've been married going, I'm going to make sure I get these years right. 36 years and some months. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> if I don't get it right, my wife will holler it out. Praise God. And she's done it before in other churches. No, it's not. 35 years, 36 years, okay. So anyway, and we have, uh, we celebrated Dean, no, we celebrated Walter's and Gabrielle's birthday yesterday. We had a party that one was born, Walter was born December 7th, the other was born December 4th, and so we had both of them together at the house and we had a party for them and it was good, great time together, amen. And that's basically what family, part of what family is all about. And so I'm, I'm, I am appreciative, and I want to mention this. Maybe you want to do something special for Bishop Johnson, Lady Carolyn, uh, on the 51st for 51 years of marriage. I'm not telling you what to do, but I am saying that it would be gracious to bless them um, on their 51, 51st anniversary. Anyway, I want to go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, that the Congress... Your Congress is in session. Your Ecclesia is in session this morning. And Father, we, we bring before you, Lord, we bring before you um, the Conleys. We bring before you Kenneth Goban, Jr. We bring before you, Lord, Paris Smith. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and for others who are not here today because they're sick. Because your Congress is in session, your ecclesia, your called out ones, we stand together in unity to enforce your rule and we speak healing and wholeness over their lives in Jesus' name. We command their bodies to be healed. We command their bodies to be healed in Jesus' name. We command rapid recovery, acceleration of recovery. We, we thank you for Allison. We thank you, Lord, for those, uh, for those who are Levedra. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for each and every one of men and women who are not here this morning because they're sick. We speak wholeness and healing over their bodies, over their lives, over their homes in Jesus' name. We speak it together as an ecclesia. Be healed. In Jesus' name. Say it this morning. Be healed in Jesus' name. And we speak that over every person that is out sick and every person who's sick among us this morning. We ask you, Lord, that you would speak to us in such a way that we become gates of heaven to our communities. That we become gates of heaven, Lord, to where we work, where we shop. We thank you, Father. This is our season of increase. This is our season where you're calling Metro to take the sickle and, and cast it into the ground to reap the harvest. You have already allotted for her. And we receive the mandate from you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord Jesus Christ praise one more time. Bless you, Lord. Last week, Bishop Johnson, I was trying to figure out what to name this message. I think I wrote down 
a way to end this year. Last week, Bishop Johnson shared last week that we have a place at the Father's table. Today, I want to talk about how the Father accomplished creating a place for us at his table. I felt like we needed to look at, re, look at the definition of reset. I'm probably going to need one of those waters right there, I think. Yep. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And I, and I thank you, Lord, that a real touch of your prophetic anointing will be absorbed into Frederick's life because of his servant's heart. I thank you, Lord, you've given him the gift of servanthood. And I thank you, Father, for the authority that comes with it. And I thank you, Lord, for the ability to communicate the gospel to any person at any level of life. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it over him. In Jesus' name, amen. So I feel like we need to look at the definition of reset. Reset actually means to set again like a broken bone. It means to set, adjust, or fix in a new way. It means to adjust after an initial failure. It means to update software that readjusts the computer. How many of you hate it when, when uh, they do these updates on your phone and you push the update on the phone and it just resets your whole phone, man. It rearranges everything, man. Then they tell you it was necessary so that we could protect your phone. Reset also means to readjust, to re-enable, to reboot, to initialize, to readjust, to transform, reconstruct, regenerate, renew, or reestablish. I believe in my heart, some of you think that the season of reset is over. And I'm here to tell you today, reset is not over. We're about to go into another phase of reset. We're about to go into another phase. And Paris Smith, if you are watching, the Lord smiles on you today. The Lord says that he's going to cause a new joy to spring up inside of your heart. And that he's going to give you vision clarity regarding the path of your life for truly I have ordained that you serve me all the days of your life and as you have consecrated yourself to me there will be I will not disappoint you but I will begin to cause your eyes to be open to the path to the gifting to the ministry of that which I placed inside of you I have not relented my purpose, but I shall explain my purpose furthermore to you. And you will know me, not only through listening to my word, but I will come to you in dreams and visions and revelations. For the grace of God that is on your family, that grace also is inside of you. And I'm going to make good of the promise to provide for you daughter says the Lord amen come on give the Lord praise amen so in Luke the first chapter the 26th verse the 38th verse it says in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favorite one, the Lord is with you. 
But she was greatly troubled at the sayings and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to Mary, do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be? Since I am a virgin, I have not known a man. And the angel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, this child born to, to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Have you ever wondered why the scripture says that Mary was highly favored of the Lord? Why Mary was selected out of all women of the earth? I began to look at some of the history. Her parents loved the Lord. Her parents, it says historically, dedicated her to the Lord. It's interesting that children declaration, children dedications are really parent dedications. When Bishop Johnson does children dedications, basically it's parents <laughs> that are being dedicated to the Lord. And I want to say this, it, it, it is very, very uh, children's dedication, Bible dedication, that is a sacrament in the church. And if your children have not been dedicated to the Lord, have been marked, have not been marked before the Lord, especially those who are young and infants, you need to take responsibility to make sure that happens. Amen. There is something significant in dedicating your children to the Lord and the words that are spoken over your child in the dedication because you can war with that word that God has spoken over your child in that dedication. Amen. Mary was raised to believe that God had a special purpose for her life. Her father was a scroll, he was a, um, a scroll scholar in the synagogue. And so from there you can deduct that a sense of destiny was imparted to her child's heart. Baby, you're going to be great in the kingdom of God. God has his hands on your life for a purpose. One of the greatest things a, a parent can say to you too, God has his hands on your life. God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your life. I know it in my heart. God has a plan for your life. Oh man, when you do that, you're planting seeds of greatness inside of them. And I, I, for me, I'm, um, because I'm prophetic, the Lord speaks to me a certain way. Many of our children are highly favored of the Lord. Some the Lord has called to serve in the house of the Lord. Some the Lord has earmarked as great innovators, great inventors, creators. Some will achieve in sports. Some will make their mark in education. But the favor of the Lord is upon many of the children of this house. And many will begin to have visitations from the Lord. The Lord spoke to me. He says that that's, that's one of the reasons some of your children deal with spiritual warfare. Sometimes a marriage is attacked. Because the enemy is trying to get at the destiny of your children. The devil is a strategist. So he will press the marriage so that an unusual pressure comes upon the children. Because his 
purpose is to destroy the destiny of the seed. And for this reason, some of you right now, the Lord is saying you need to protect your children from a spirit of fear that is being projected even from their phones. Your children being constantly inundated with Amber Alerts. Hearing stories about children being miss, missing or hearing the, the alerts regarding what's happening in schools around the world where children are being shot. And your children are left with that in their mind with no explanation. And that constant bombardment of negative press, negative news, negativity in their minds, even negativity regarding COVID-19. Many children, even in this house, are dealing with fear. So the Lord is instructing that there may need to be more explanation given to your children regarding what they're hearing and also a curtailing of what they have in their hands. That phone should not be in their hands 24-7. It should not be in their bed 24-7. I mean, that, that shouldn't, you know, when they go to bed or before they go to bed, that phone needs to be sitting in, in your room. That, that, when you sit at the table, that phone needs to be sitting in a basket because you pay the bill. You can say what you want to be done with the phone. I have a belief that if you pay the mortgage, you pay the rent, you have the right to search every room of your house. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. I don't buy into this. Oh, you know, I got it. No, I'm, no. You pay the mortgage. You better look. You, you, you better inspect. You better look at what's in the room. You better look at what's on the phone. You better look at what's on the computer. You, you, you. Oh, man. Many times before bad things happen, the Lord gives you warnings. That's all I'm going to say about that. Some of you, I will move upon you to adopt children. For this reason, I brought you into the earth, some of you, to father and mother, the fatherless and the motherless. Some of you, I have dealt heavily with you regarding this. And so I, I took the time and I looked up some some information about some of the famous people that, that have been adopted. Man, I didn't know Steve Jobs, Nelson Mandela, Simone Biles, Nancy Reagan, Eleanor Roosevelt, President Ford, Jamie Foxx, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, President Bill Clinton, Michael Bay, Jesse Jackson, Louis Armstrong, Alonzo Mourning, George Washington Carver, Jeff Bezos, Larry Ellison, all were adopted children. You don't know whom the Lord may have you adopt. Oh, my God. So the word of God says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration by the governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own house. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. She was heavy with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I will bring great news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly there was with this angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God saying glory to God in the highest on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased 
I want you to think about this. The scripture says, all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. Everyone in the entire Roman Empire was on the move at that time. I want you to, I want you to watch this particular piece. More than 730 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Micah prophesied that one to be ruler in Israel would come forth from Bethlehem. In order for this prophetic word to come to pass, because they were in Nazareth, God put the entire world into movement to get Mary and Joseph into Bethlehem. The census decree from Augustus was the catalyst to bring this about. Lord, have mercy. God put the entire known world into movement. The heart of the king is in the Lord's hands and God turned the heart of Augustus to order the decree for taxes because they had to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. I want you to hold this in your mind. This demonstrates that God would do anything necessary to get you where you need to be. He will even inconvenience people and change their plans in order to fulfill his plans and his destiny for your life. I want you to think, the scripture says Joseph went up in terms of elevation to get to Bethlehem, which was much higher than Nazareth. That was a 90-mile trip with a woman who was at least nine months pregnant. They didn't have cars back then or air-conditioned car back then. For a person in good shape, that was like a 20-mile-a-day walk. But I want you to think about a pregnant woman. It would take them seven to ten days and a very patient husband. You got to think about this. You got to think about this. They're climbing hills. She's sitting up there on that, on that, on that donkey or a horse or whatever. And man, I mean, you know, it gets uncomfortable to sit. And they probably had to stop every 15 minutes. Come on, saints. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and probably, you know, he had to have a lot of patience because, you know, and, and then she had to stop and eat and snike and, and, and oh, the baby needs, and the baby kicking, man, and, and she's feeling all uncomfortable, man, and, and then having to lay on the ground at night because, you know, they're having to travel, you know, and, you know, for some mothers, when they're carrying a baby, man, that baby can press on them in such a way it's hard to breathe, and so sometimes, you know, you, you're trying to find it, but they didn't have no pillow to put between the legs, you know, they didn't, they didn't have none of that, they didn't have those conveniences, man, and, oh, my God, man. But they had to get to Bethlehem. And God moved the entire world to make that happen. Then they get there and there's no room in the end. So when the Bible says, and the baby was born in a manger, basically, today what they call where Jesus was born, it, it's, that's, that's a church structure they built. It was built by Helena, who was actually uh, a relative to the great Constantine. But really where Jesus was born, he was born in a cave. He was born in a cave. And, and basically, you know, you want your baby to be in a sterile environment, right? Come on, you, you know, it's interesting now, man. They don't even make you put on masks anymore. And... Uh, Man, I had the awesome opportunity of helping in the delivery of, um, of our children. It's a joyous experience, except one time the lady said, now you make sure you cut the right place now, because they, they let the husbands, uh, you know, cut the tube. You know, I mean, not the tubes, but the umbilical cord. And <laughs> not cut no tube. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, you're cutting the umbilical cord. And, uh, sir, right here. <laughs> And, uh, and then, and then the, and the baby comes out, man, and, and, and then normally, you know, when the shoulders, then they say, come on, Dad, now we're going to let you pull them out now since the baby's at the shoulders. You're you, you, you standing over here because they don't want you messing with the head, but you, then you come over here and the shoulders are, and, and time you put your hands on the shoulders, the baby just slip out. 
And then from what I understand now, they say the reason why they don't let you, they, they don't ask you to put on gloves and masks because they want that babies, it, it helps activate their immune system. It kicks it in to start. <laughs> I remember I was, I was baptized by my son, Walter, praise God. Amen. Amen. Y'all understand what that means. But anyway. But I want you to think about this. This, this, this story really messed with me because God can get you anywhere you need to be. And God will inconvenience other people. But for Mary and Joseph to get where they needed to be, God had to inconvenience them. And sometimes the Lord has to inconvenience you and I to get us where we need to be. I wonder what some of the, I wonder what the verbiage Mary, the, some of the words that was coming out of Mary's mouth. Praise God. I think Joseph had enough sense not to say anything. Praise God. You know, if, you, if you're a true man, you, you learn how to bear it. Praise God. You smile and you just keep on going. Amen. Smile and you keep on going. Praise God. Amen. That's to those of you fathers who are expecting. Praise God. The Bible says God works all things after the counsel of his will. Ephesians 1.18 says, this in the, the Passion Translation, this superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding and through the revelation of the anointed one he unveiled his secret desires to us the hidden mystery of God's long range plan which he was delighted to implement from the beginning of time and because of God's unfailing purpose this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Christ Jesus through our union with Christ we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance before we were born he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who works all who accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart and the reason why the Lord had me to go this way is because as you heard me say earlier we are entering into the second phase of the reset and the way I, I've been trying to articulate what, what God showed me, but, and I, so I wrote it down. And so I, he says, just as I accomplished my purpose among the nations, even Israel being held in captivity under Nebuchadnezzar and the kings thereafter, I chose them as servants to accomplish my purpose in the earth with my prophet Daniel. Do not be mistaken. My divine intentions are manifesting in this season of reset. Although you see strange things happening among the nations, the Lord says he's using it to perform his purpose. There is something God is doing in the body of Christ that he desires to birth and he's birthing it in the midst of everything that's taking place. You see the evil. You see the decadence among society, even among the nations. I'm working among the nations. I'm repositioning nations. And my purposes and kind intentions are firmly set and shall be done. And my church shall prevail against the gates of hell because you have become the gates of heaven and the earth. Because, behold, I am making all things new regarding my church in the earth. In this season, I will teach you how to war under my directives alongside of my angelic army. Forcefully advancing my kingdom throughout the earth. This is a building season for my ecclesia. Your passion to serve me shall become white hot and you shall build my kingdom as I build in you and through you. I am working all things according to the counsel of my will. So pray, watch, and listen because I've given you a hearing heart and you have and I have opened your eyes and ears to behold my voice. You're going to see a lot of things happen among the nations even in this nation I am shaking the nations of the earth and even the dragon of the east rides in agony because a mighty harvest from the east shall rise out of the earth into the kingdom of God intensify your prayer lives intensify 
your prayer lives. You will learn in 2022 how to skillfully use prayers of consecration, prayers of agreement, prayers of petition, prayers of authority, prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of supplication, prayers of intercession. Many of you got by with no prayer life and minimal life in the word in 2021. You will not get by this upcoming year without a solid growing devotion and study of my word. This year, I will call success to gravitate towards those who value my word. Those who meditate upon my word day and night shall be like mighty trees planted by rivers of living waters and their leaves shall not wither. And whatever you place your hands to, I will prosper because you receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul and purify your soul. This is a year to store my word in your heart. And as you do this, you will become a financial, many of you will become a financial funnel that brings an increase into my house. Like I planted Daniel into some of the darkest places among the seven mountains, I will plant many of you there. And you will bring my light and I will prosper you and give you the advantage of wisdom. I will give you the upper hand and a wealth transfer shall occur because of my wisdom working in you. My counsel, my prudence, and understanding flowing through you in accordance to Proverbs 8. I want to show you how to thrive financially in the midst of many displacements that are scheduled to take place in 2022 and 2023. There is a changing of the guard among the richest men and women on earth. Watch how I replace the current financial leaders in the earth. Wisdom of God. My wisdom sees the wisdom of God. I'm going to say this to you. This upcoming year, you will advance because of the wisdom of God. Because you ask for wisdom, he says he will give it liberally. This is a year where the Lord shall release the wisdom of God to those who ask, to those who cry out for it, to those who lean, to those who request it, to those who have faith to receive. The wisdom of God will give you the advantage, saith the Lord. Because see, the wisdom of God, see the wisdom of God, it's, it's not a, a quotation. It's not a quote. The wisdom of God sees beyond the obvious into the internal workings of an issue problems and design that's what the wisdom of God is the nature of the wisdom of God is perceptive it's understanding structures cause and effect and the nature of its problems and its solutions the wisdom of God one of the things I was had Bishop Johnson and I was in a conversation see some of you the Lord has been trying to stretch you to see the whole picture and, and, and because many times we only see the small picture. And so you have to discipline your mind. There's an issue of disciplining your mind to look at the whole picture. No longer do I believe it's just reserved for some people. I believe the Lord, if we walk in wisdom, he wants us to see the whole picture. And see our part in the light of the whole. And not to make the slice of the pie, the whole pie. That's the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God, when you begin to see the whole picture, when you begin to understand cause and effect, when you begin to understand solutions, when you begin to understand that God wants to give you the advantage because he wants to give you solutions to problems at work. He wants to give you the upper hand. He wants to bring promotion in your life. And when they ask you, how did you know this? You will be able to say like Joseph, it was because my God gave me wisdom. It was because my God spoke to me. It, it was because the Lord spoke to me in a dream. You would give glory to him who was. 
and they will have nothing to say regarding it because what you give them has caused millions to come into their hands and because that occurred they will bless you financially and the name of the Lord will be glorified in the midst this is the way of 2022 Promotion will come by wisdom. Promotion will come by the wisdom of God. Promotion will come by wisdom and understanding. Promotion will come by solving problems. Promotion will come. The wisdom of God is a seeing gift. Another meaning for wisdom is to teach us how to reign in life. This wisdom that God is releasing will cause us to excel and to rise up as rulers in the earth, ruling for the sake of extending the government of God on earth as it is in heaven. See, many of you don't understand this. The, 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 the nature of the wisdom of God is creativity. It's creativity when you're moving Creatively, that is a demonstration of the will, of the wisdom of God. When when you're moving with excellence, and there's there is a a a, a great great productivity is the outcome, excellence, and then the thing that holds the person in place through whom the wisdom of God is flowing through is integrity, which has to do with character. But I want to say this. There are various types of wisdom and some of times we miss it. We miss it, we miss it, we miss it. Looking at what somebody else has. See, there is a wisdom involved in music. There is a musical wisdom. There is a dancing wisdom. There is a wisdom regarding athletics. Where you know how to, where you know where to be. That's the wisdom of God. Lord have mercy. When you understand the kind of wisdom that God has placed inside of you, there is a painting wisdom. There is arts wisdom. There is a wisdom for business. There is a wisdom for leadership. There is a wisdom for relationships. Man, when you begin to study about the wisdom of God as the Lord moved in Demings regarding management, we found out that Peter Drucker and Demings, all of them were musicians. They played the keyboard, and it was through their playing the keyboards that they understood flow. Lord, have mercy. There is wisdom that God wants to release upon his people. In 2022, this is a year when you read his word. King David said, I have more wisdom and understanding than the aged because I meditate upon his word day and night. Joshua said, he said, if you meditate upon the word of God day and night, he will give you good success. King David, one of the most creative men, one of the greatest, he, now he was the greatest leader under Jesus in the Bible, who conquered more. He said, he said in Psalms 1, if you delight yourself in the word of the Lord, he shall do what? You shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water, planted by the rivers, living rivers of water, planted by the river of the Holy Ghost. Because as you meditate upon the word of God, it drives the root of your tree in the reservoir of the Holy Spirit. And as that occurs, the wisdom of God, the creativity of God begins to flow inside of you. And your bandwidth begins to increase so you can contain the largeness of what God wants to do. It's not a time for us to live by the God of comfort. He says, ask me for wisdom and understanding in 2022. Wisdom and understanding shall be major petitions coming from your lips. There is an acceleration of knowledge taking place in the earth that will make some head spin. And the reason why this is happening, I'm gonna tell you something right now. These next, this next year, there's some technology that's gonna be released that will mess your mind up. Man, I mean, there's some technology coming. And the Lord, okay, 
And, the, not, and, and this is not demonic. The Lord, as the Lord was speaking to me, he said, it is of me. And it's time for my church to catch up to what I'm doing in the earth. We have allowed the world to put us asleep. And God is saying it's time to catch up. There are things occurring in the earth unless we awaken. We are going to be passed by. And the Lord will have to wait for another generation to rise. Because what's happening with technology, what's happening with the increase of technology, what's happening right now, the Lord says, I'm going to use it to increase my kingdom in the earth. Oh man, I don't know if y'all are hearing this. The Lord has brought us to this place like he brought Joseph and Mary. Lord have mercy. I don't know if you see it. Our children in school right now are learning concepts that, 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 that we were not even introduced at the high school level. And then the Lord spoke to me about Metro becoming a church of influence and that he's making us influencers. See, we didn't understand. See, we didn't understand. See, God has given Metro a gifting of manifesting and spreading the culture of the kingdom. And, and, and the best way I can describe this, every time we had a love affair banquet, this is every time we had a love affair banquet, every time we had a, 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 um, a, um, we had it here, a conference, a prophetic music conference, a family conference. Every time we had seminars regarding marriage and family, blended families, every time this took place, every time we had uh, uh, love affair banquets where couples came out, the Lord said, you don't know how many people you affected. How many people was affected by the culture of the kingdom that emanated from those gatherings. And the Lord says, he's, that page is about to turn again inside of this church. And he's going to show us how to become influencers. And, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna learn that it's not through fighting, but it will be through influence. Lord, have mercy. I don't know if you see it. He says, I'm writing a new chapter whereby you will once again be influencers by examples, by convening others to showcase what I'm doing in marriage, family, children, as redeemer, as restorer of the breach, and the healer of broken hearts. Front door harvest will be a major way of increase for Metro next year. Front door harvest. Not front door, there's some things that God is gonna bring through the front door. The Lord is gonna show us, we have been here long enough, the Lord is gonna show us how to reach our Jewish neighbors, amen. That's part, that's part of our inheritance. That's part of our inheritance, amen. The Lord is gonna cause us to take account of what's surrounding us and we're gonna to begin to be awakened to the inheritance. Emory, CDC, all that's part of the inheritance, but we must learn how to become influencers in terms of the kingdom of God and God is going to do it. He's going to do it. And then also I'm going to show you how to war with the blood of Jesus. I'm going to show you how to war with the blood of Jesus in a new way. Because it was by my hand of mercy that I protected your congregation and your people during this, uh, this in onslaught that took place in the earth. And even as certain things begin to take place, I'm cautioning you now that you would increase even your immune system, that you will begin to learn how to pray and how to build walls of protection around your communities, around your families. And I will show you, saith the Lord, how to do it because I will be your fortress. I will be your shield and your exceeding great reward. If you ask me, if you ask me, if you place my blood upon the doors and windows of your house, if you place my blood upon your children, upon your livelihood, upon all that I've given you, if you would become marshal over your community, 
community through the blood of Jesus you will see me do wonders like never before because it would be through the workings of my blood it would be through the manifestation of victory that comes through my blood even as you sing about my blood and the victories that come through my blood you will see healings take place because this will be a year that I will delight in the praises of my people as you begin to speak of who I am as you begin to declare who I am as you begin to speak of my glory and my splendor as you become those who desire to make my praise great in the earth I will cause volumes 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 of music to flow through you and your creativity shall literally overflow with songs for every season with music for every season with dance for every season with plays for every season I will do it saith the Lord I will give you I will give you soap opera saith the Lord I will give you something greater than general hospital I will give you something greater than uh, than one life to live I will give you something greater that men and women will come Sunday after Sunday they will view on the screen what's happening on the soaps at Metro because I will demonstrate my kingdom I will demonstrate my rule and my plan and their lives shall be changed and I shall cause an anointing to come upon you as you begin to war in this way war by creating war by creating advance my kingdom through creativity hallelujah We're about to finish here. And the scripture says, you ever wonder why the, why did the Lord, why did the angel come to the shepherd? Why did the angels come to the shepherd? The scriptures, see the shepherds, the reason why the, the angels came to the shepherds, because the sheep that the shepherds were working with were sheep that were supposed to be used in temple sacrifice. And the Lord was taking the shepherds to see him who is the Lamb of God. Lord have mercy. And then the scripture says, and then the angels, the angels came forth. It was first one angel. And then the glory of God came. And then the whole army of heaven was shown in the sky. I know I would have freaked out had I saw that. I know God has to, see I'm gonna tell you something right now, God has to give you grace to see some things. I saw some things. God got to give you grace. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't right for days. <laughs> the script, there were some things that Daniel saw. The scripture said, literally, God had to come and send the angel to strengthen him. Anyway. Uh, but, but anyway, prior to the birth of Jesus. The re why, why, did, why did the scriptures have to talk about the angels? You have to realize the angels of God had never seen the face of God. They could not look at his face. Oh man, y'all don't understand. When Jesus was born, it was the first time they could see the face of God. And they came forth worshiping him, worshiping him. The reason for the season, saints, the reason for the season, the night that Jesus was born was the most unprecedented, the most unprecedented miracle took place. Apostle Paul said in Philippians 2.6, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. The scripture says, who being in the form of God, Jesus, who being in the, in the form of God, literally saying who existed in the form of God, in Jesus' pre-existence, before he was born as a baby in Bethlehem, he was not a component of God. He was not a symbol of God. He was God. As the eternal God, Jesus possessed the outward appearance as well as the glory and power of God. A presence that was so strong that even humans could not tolerate to be in front of Jesus. But the Father was sending him into the earth. He had no other choice but to reclothe himself with a new form so that he could physically appear and live among us. In fact, the scripture says, thou hast prepared a body for me. 
He said he made of himself no reputation because it was impossible for God to appear, for God to appear to man as God. He had to change his outward form. The only way he could make this limited appearance as a man was to willfully, deliberately, temporarily let go of all his omni abuse, attributes, omnipresence, omnipotent, omniscience. Jesus divested, the scripture said he emptied, he divested himself of his heavenly glory and took upon himself the form of a servant. Lord, have mercy. In the form of a servant, Jesus came as a servant of the Father to do whatever the Father asked him. When Mary said to the angel Gabriel, be it according to your word, she conceived Jesus, the Son of God in her womb. He was made in the likeness of man, not just in physical form, but also in the likeness of what we feel and what we think. No wonder the scripture says we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we, yet without sin. Today the Lord Today, the Lord invite those of you. Jesus, the scripture says he was tempted in all points without sin. The scripture says he is able. He was touched by our weakness. The weakness of living in this human body with all of his passions, with all of his cravings and longings. The scripture says he was tempted in all places, yet without sin. See, temptation is not sin. Now, when you commit to do it, now that's sin. And when you do it, sin takes you further than you want to go. But he's touched by our infirmities. Amen. And this morning, there are two things I need to do. And the first thing is this. For those of you, those of you this morning who would say, man, I just needed to know. I just needed to know that God understands what I'm dealing with. Jesus understands because he's lived in this body. And maybe your life has not been victorious like you would like for it to be. And you're tired of going around in circles. How many of you have gone around in circles before? Amen. Praise God. How many of you, man, have ever been defeated? How many of you have ever felt like giving up, throwing the towel in? Or you felt like you didn't have any answers? Or how many of you are not feeling good about, I'm, you don't have to raise your hands, but how many of you are not feeling good about this season? This morning, I'd just like for you to stand wherever you are. Those of you who need Jesus to touch you in a unique way today because of what you're dealing with, stand wherever you are. One man of God, one of the church fathers says, that we can live lives of quiet desperation. We can be crying on the inside while smiling on the outside. We can be mad as hell and be smiling at the same time. We can be broke down. We can be literally broke down <laughs> And I, 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 want, I want to pray this morning. And I want Bishop Johnson's Lady Carolyn's 24. I want you to take a look at the men and women who are standing. And I want you to go stand next to them. We're just simply going to pray for them this morning. There's a reason. Every time God has helped me or brought some measure of deliverance, it's, it's come through a person with skin on them. Amen. 
Amen. And I'm talking about in both of Bishop Johnson's groups. If you are, if you see someone in both of Bishop Johnson's group, if you would go stand with them. Amen. And what I want you to do, I want you to introduce yourself to them. And I want you to, today, this is family. I'm just somebody to stand with my brother right here. Amen. Y'all might have to, there we go. And the way I want us to do this today, amen. I want y'all to look around and make sure. Are you standing, my brother? Chris, you go there, amen. I believe a transaction is going to take place. And the one thing that needs to take place, you just need to say what it is. None of this hiding and diving saying, you know, I'm just having trouble. Say what it is. And say I need help. And I can't do it by myself. And then I want you to pray with them. Amen. As I'm praying, I want you to pray with them. Father, you said you were touched by our infirmities. And Father, we thank you that your kingdom comes now. Even as we pray, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the entrance of your kingdom and of your rule coming into the lives of these men and women who are sharing right now. Come thy kingdom. Be done your will. Father, we thank you right now for the visitation of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing that breaks the yokes, that set the captives free. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your overcoming power, your overcoming power, your overcoming power, Lord, to come to my brother right here in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Let your rule be seen. Let your rule be seen in this brother's life. I thank you, Lord, although you've opened doors, but now, Lord, I thank you for filling the longings of his heart, the longings in his heart. I thank you, Lord, for filling the void in his heart, in his life. Lord, we thank you. thank you Lord for renewal I thank you for strengthening I thank you for wisdom and logistics regarding everything that's taking place I thank you for the change of routine that you're orchestrating now so that life becomes easier I thank you father as they pray Lord they will begin to see with clarity all that needs to be done and I thank you father even lord we come into agreement lord that you will bring salvation to the one that runs from you the one that hides from you lord we thank you for opening his eyes to the kingdom of god and i thank you lord for the united prayer of this mother and father the ones that live in this house lord i thank you lord that in the spirit they will not tolerate nothing the enemy is doing and I thank you, Father, Lord, that the fire of God will rise in my sister. And I thank you, Lord, for the prayer warriors, Lord, that you are deploying to be around her. The Lord says you, you need the assistance of other 
women who pray in your life right now because of the things that you're carrying for a season you need the the, the you need you need others to pray with you regarding what's happening and something gonna happen great because of that amen thank you lord 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 we thank you father in jesus name we thank you lord we thank you father we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord thank you lord my sister what the lord says about you the lord says you're one of the ones he's marked from birth and the lord says that he has caused his favor to sit upon you and the lord says that you're going to do great things in life although it seems like you have done without a lot in life the lord says i allowed it so that character will be cultivated in you but you're going to soar you're going to soar the lord says you're going to soar because his hands is upon your life and where you have felt like giving up at times where even negative thoughts have come at times the lord says i have been there to protect you and to strengthen you and the lord says you have done well and he's working on your behalf and as you increase your prayer life and as the lord interlocks your life with other prayer warriors i'm going to tell you something you are a prayer warrior you are a prayer warrior and you're going to see god move on your behalf in your youth not when you get old in your youth if you would dare to seek him and the lord is going to link you with other young prayer warriors in the house of god amen 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 thank you lord 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 Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, there's a burden you carry. And the Lord says, he's going to help that burden come off of you in 2022. And as this burden comes off of you, you're going to know, you're going to know a freedom and liberty in the Lord that's going to become contagious to everyone in your family. There is a harvest in your family that God wants to reap through you. And the Lord says, in the kingdom of God, it's a team sport. And, 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 and as you uh, recalibrate your relationships, of relationships, of relationships, your, the Lord says your inheritance is among those who are in the kingdom of God. And I just see mighty victory coming forth for you because of that. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Come on, give Jesus praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what I want you to do, it's important that you get the name and the phone number of the person you prayed with. The name and the phone number of the person you prayed with. That was in your ground. I want you to get the name and the phone number of the person you prayed with. And for the next three weeks, at least once a week, I want you to call that person. For the next three weeks, I want you to call that person and be a source of um, edification to them. Y'all got the assignment? Y'all got it? For the next three weeks, you're to call that person and encourage them for the next three weeks. And watch and see. The last thing we have to do. And we're out of here. Okay. You may be seated.